you said for an ant a grasshopper is a big dream right when you are ant try to be grasshopper when you are grasshopper try to be a cat because for grasshopper cat is a big dream when you get to be a cat then think about you want to be a tiger when you become a tiger you think about being a elephant and then when you so this is called as dreaming big at the time or at the place or at the state that you are you cannot be ant and think about becoming a elephant in one go the most of the time what happens is when you become grasshopper from the ant you feel that okay i have achieved something that is great that's also not right your dream has to be always 10x hello everyone ashok here thank you for tuning into this fifth episode of indian startup stories today our guest is rajendra vaishampayan founder and md of sonic octaves one of the fastest growing music companies and a top player in category recording soundings in mumbai with a mission to create business opportunities for the art media and entertainment content producers in this episode rajendra talks about his background in the it field exposure to music instruments at a very young age his questions of why and how which has led to the formation of sonic octaves how he thrives to address and solve the problem around emotional stability and fulfillment for artists and musicians the initial days challenges his principles and mindset change to handle business potential of audiobooks and podcast platforms in india impact of covid and the adoptions in indian arts music entertainment field how he managed initial funding for the business gaining customer trust and growing 10x and much more so let's jump in hi rajendra thank you for coming on to indian startup stories today welcome hi hi ashok i'm really glad to be here thanks a lot for inviting me my pleasure uh, please share about some of your background your studies and career uh, how did you start okay uh, it's a long story actually i am trained as a software engineer so i have uh, the degree in computer science bachelor's of computer science bachelor of engineering uh, then i worked in it field for about 14 years uh, hard code it so i started as a programmer became analyst and traveled through all the uh you know steps of progress quote unquote is a usual software engineer's life been to international clients worked in us stayed in us for about 6 years regarding that and uh, so that is the background uh, as far as my earlier profession was concerned i am also a musician so i'm a, I, i started uh, getting trained uh, playing tabla at the age of 5 and uh, okay really and actually yeah and actually got a uh, lot of interest in in music um, but not really never thought about taking it as a profession but uh, at the age of 17 when i just got into my engineering i started learning harmonium from one of the great maestros um, of india pandit manohar chimote and as i as i dove into the intricacies of music uh, i actually got really attracted to it uh and by the time i finished my engineering and like i so much got into it music that i first of all i wanted to take up music as a full time career and mm-hmm. uh, with the grace of god i have been doing good also in terms of my efficiency in playing that instrument uh, but somehow okay. because of the uh, t- uh, pressures so to say and and the convincing that happened i took up the engineering as as at least the uh, start of my career people advised okay. me at home and you know my friends and so on and so forth that i should take up uh, uh, engineering and finish my career in there settle down in life so t- very very typical advice that would that you know you generally get once you become a uh, engineer so Uh, i kind of i got mm-hmm. convinced and i took up this job worked in it industry for 14 years but i but that each of you know following my my passion never went away and uh, that is basically is the genesis of uh, my taking this step uh, of moving away from uh, being an employer to being an entrepreneur basically so that's in a nutshell is has been a journey right right that that's definitely we are going to get into deep of how sure. did you actually manage this transition or all yes sure. uh, what are you creating in sonic octaves okay so when i decided to follow my passion i had to answer two questions 
which we will talk more about in which we generally every entrepreneur for and for that matter every person should answer is the the why part and the how part of life what i mean by that is you need to have answers for this two question of uh, why i exist and how would i exist right most mm-hmm. of the time what happens is people either go after one so if people mm-hmm. who go after uh, how would i exist which is a very typical scenario with mo- almost every person they think about their career earning mm-hmm. money earning money for rest of the life getting promotions getting you know bigger into uh, their the paycheck and house and a car and everything and so they just think that earning money or you know getting and living that living that uh, how part is important whereas some people just throw mm-hmm. away their life for some cause right and they just dedicatedly do that cause but they do not really focus on the how part of how are they going to live their life so in my opinion both things are very important right so when i started uh, thinking about what do i want to do basically i could not just stop my software engineering career and just dive into the performing music performance because by then i was like mid age and starting from zero at that point of time uh, is something that i f- found is not appropriate for what i wanted to do and over the period of time i have realized a lot of things um so what i decided is is to combine what i know and what i'm passionate about into something mm-hmm. which will help me do both my why as well as my how so okay. what i mean by that is uh, i liked art media entertainment right and what i what i learned or what i know is management software uh, project management and you know client relationship account management and so on and so forth so why don't i combine those two things together yeah the corporate world quote unquote yeah so i thought why don't i combine those two things whereas i follow my passion for the why part and use all my uh, all my uh, strengths in corporate world for how part and that is how sonic octaves came into being and then i decided to focus on four things uh, which emerged out of the why but then i also figured out the how part as to how am i going to make this into a enterprise and do it as a <clears throat> you know uh quote and quote sellable service or a product and that is how sonic octaves came into being i decided to work on four things which i realized when i was in us one is to work on something which is relate, relevant to kids so uh, when i was there in us i realized that uh, kids are spending a lot of time on you know screen time and so on and so forth so but they need to have some kind of content which will give them sanskars and you know which will guide them in the right direction so uh, started creating content related to kids uh, with that in mind secondly uh, i always thought that we have a wealth of material and the scriptures and so on and so forth which is given to us by the ancient sages but uh, that needs to be brought into the current technology and that that needs to be distributed with the current uh, technology digital technology so i started uh, as that as a vertical and started converting all the scriptures especially started focusing on marathi scriptures like dasbhon and guru charitra and navnath bhakti okay. sarat so on and so forth started recording that into audio format in my own voice uh and i did not frankly know how people will receive it but that was anyway i wanted to do as part of my why and uh, so i started recording that so that was my second vertical third is i wanted to dedicate uh, to uh, to the musicians to create that platform which i was looking for when i was deciding or i was thinking of becoming a full time musician i realized that the end to end platform service platform to make or help musicians succeed wasn't there and it and people uh, uh and there was no advice also as to what should be done and what 
can be done and how to make someone's uh, career as a musician successful uh, and and the infrastructure and platform which is required to do so so i thought maybe i i could be the one who can create that platform for the next generation so that was my third thing and fourth is i always uh, i was a voracious reader and when i was in us i found that uh, audiobook is a very good uh, focus area and when i came back mm-hmm. to india i found mm-hmm. that uh, the awareness for audiobooks um, was hardly there i mean i'm talking about uh, 2007 about 14 years ago so uh, in fact very few people even even uh, had heard about what audiobook is all about i i'll very interestingly share you a story when i was trying to hire some interns from mass media bachelor of mass media and as i asked them do you know anything about audiobook and I, to my surprise they had blank faces this is a story oh, okay, okay. 3 years ago so students from uh, mass media uh, did not know what the audiobook is all about Uh, and so basically mm-hmm. the the moral of the story is that was the point or that was the status at that point of time when i thought about bringing audio books and start i started working on um, audio books and created that okay. platform as well so in a nutshell four these are the four verticals that sonic octaves uh, works on primarily but at the same time because we have set up our own studio and we i mean i come from the software background so yeah we built our own softwares we built our own infrastructure uh, all the apps everything uh, i was the technical architecture of my my interest area as well uh, technical architecture uh, great 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 so i have been a technical ar- architect uh, during my it stint and so used that and as i said earlier uh, i just uh, i'm trying to combine what i know and uh, what i like into something that Uh, would make me happy keep me happy all the day and uh, you know inspires me uh, to work and contribute and so on and so forth so that's the sonic octaves story and by the way sonic that's octaves great. is actually a <clears throat> sonic is something that you can hear and octaves is yeah. you know the octaves in the music so that is how the uh, uh, the name nice. of the company came into being as well yeah you have structured both your why part and how part um... and and figure out option to how go behind your passion a great story to start with how did it all start you started your career as a programmer analyst and uh, gradually you transitioned as a manager and a consultant in a proper organic way of uh, growing it within it industry uh, share some of the thoughts how did you manage to uh, convert yourself as an from an employee to entrepreneur and how how smooth or rough was that transition okay Uh, let me put it uh, the other way you never plan to be an entrepreneur right mm-hmm. if you are planning to be an entrepreneur then that's uh, sometimes is not not the real thing uh, entrepreneur is born out of following one's passion right so you don't yeah. plan to be a entrepreneur you just start and you just go behind your passion and try to make something out of it Uh, which is appreciable sellable and something that peop- uh, and that is needed uh, in in the society so when you combine your passion with something or you know some problem that you see then you actually find a way to create the service and products around it and once mm-hmm. you start gradually identifying such opportunities that is where you start pursuing it and that is where the entrepreneur is born because most of the time what happens is when i get to talk to the young entrepreneurs during the seminars and so on and so forth uh, they come to me and say sir please let us know uh, which area we should select to be an entrepreneur and uh, you know how do we select the area in which we should work in so i tell them if you have this question about how to be an entrepreneur or which area to select that's not a good start any which way right that's the outcome yeah yeah you should ask ki uh, okay this is this is the area of passion that i have and how do mm-hmm. i convert that into a, a sellable business or how do i convert that into a service or how do i convert that into a product and that should be the question so uh, what i'm trying to get at is that you don't plan to be an entrepreneur just follow your passion and 
try to make something out of it and then entrepreneurship is just the consequence of that effort basically and that is entrepreneurship actually so to say um so that is one secondly uh it is very difficult to say where it is whether it is easy or uh, or difficult because if you have some expectations to eval- evaluate it against then you feel whether it is difficult or or uh, easy anything that you start new anything that you want to acquire anything i mean almost everything in life every subject there is always a learning curve right and yeah. learning curve is always difficult i mean it is never easy so whether it is music it is tabla samvadini or anything that you start in life say even simple like uh, learning guitar right when you start learning guitar it is so difficult to focus on your left hand uh, left hand and the right hand and get the chords right and strike that strumming right and so on and so forth coordination uh, yeah. coordination and so on. same 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 is with any other instrument like when you start playing tabla that's just the initial part of playing the basic things takes so much of hard work so much of effort so much of you know training uh, so if you consider that as hard yes it is hard and it's the same thing with entrepreneur like learning tricks learning the uh, uh the trick of the trade and nuances of the business nuances of the subject is always hard but once you have some control over the subject matter then it starts just you know you just start understanding it intrinsically and then it becomes little uh, the difficulty i won't say difficulty but the challenge is change say for example when you start learning an instrument the the biggest challenge is how do you master the technique but then when you master the technique the next challenge is how do you master the creativity once you master the creativity the next challenge is how do you master the presentation so there is always the yeah. challenge um, in every state or every stage of any any uh, any process right it just okay. the the yeah. type of the challenge changes so entrepreneur either you say not only entrepreneur even for that matter any other person they always will have challenge but if you think mm-hmm. that this is a challenge it's a challenge but if you think that this is a part of the whole process of growing up then it is a very natural process made be entrepreneurship or any other subject or even being a musician or even being even even while in the job right you in my opinion it is not easy if you really want to do it in the right way um, there is always mm-hmm. a challenge so i think it's yeah. a it's a is a evolution process of human being in any subject is the is is pretty common so i don't think entrepreneurship so to say is any different than learning any uh, musical instrument in that sense i hope i answered the question yeah yeah perfectly taking the challenges as opportunities and uh, moving ahead Mm-hmm. and see everything see in, in very interestingly uh, every day in entrepreneurship or entrepreneur's life there are two op- outcomes one either you earn and learn or you only learn and don't earn mm. but you always learn all the time right true so yeah. if you if you keep on learning uh, yeah things gradually become simpler but they are always challenging in a, in a different shape or form nice yes in your vision statement you are addressing uh, to improve the emotional stability and fulfillment of life um, how do you address them how are you solving those issues okay basically the genesis of sonic octaves was to help prepare the musicians and people who are not yet established but they have accomplished some excellence in their own field right so our motto they call it you need to have a mantra for any corporate uh, initiative or any company which you can describe in maybe 3 to 4 words so our mantra for sonic octaves was finding new stars for new horizons right what mm-hmm. i mean by that is i uh, need to find different ways of publishing and promoting the art and artists and by mm-hmm. by that process try to support and promote the new stars or to gen, to create new stars or to you know uh, uh, to support the new stars so what i mean by emotional fulfillment is that when you are 
when you are performing or when you are growing up as as a musician uh, both the why and the how part as i said um both are very important right musicians generally get the why part right because they know what they're doing and they you know go after their passion and so on and so forth but most of the most of the time they mess up with their uh, how part right okay. and emotional fulfillment you know if you get stabilized if you get name fame money recognition and so on and so forth so that is also what is required for a musician to call himself a successful musician right but most of my interactions with musicians uh, fellow musicians who are just you know growing up they do not have that idea of how to get that right so okay. having that end to end platform giving them the opportunity to record themselves to promote themselves to uh, present themselves guide them and so on and so forth which help them understand that this is something that they can do one and something uh, that they have some kind of a road map for example Uh, when i was a uh, software engineer i had a specific road map right i'll be a programmer then i'll be an analyst then i'll be a, a team leader then module leader then project manager account manager direct, and and so on and so forth right we do yeah, not have okay. such career path in the life of music musician if you ask a musician okay what do you want to be in in 3 years time we generally any corporate evaluation process or any corporate world they ask this specific question how where do you see yourself in 3 years time right and we have a specific answer that in 3 years time i want to be a team leader but not many musicians can tell you that right but should that be so it is it should not be because they also can actually identify the milestones in their career and then try to achieve those but there is no such yeah. structured formal structured way to do that so that is what yeah. i try to coach and try to con- uh, you know institute into uh, the musician's mind as to they need to have that kind of uh, career goals so that then it will lead them to that emotional stability and in- and fulfillment that yes i chose the right career otherwise most of the time uh, musicians become frustrated at some point of time because they do not have that guiding yeah. line and that is what i mean by giving that guidance to give them the emotional stability yeah fulfilling the emotional stability equally important yeah yes. great what were the initial days like for you like any nightmare challenging days of course you must be having quite a lot can you share some specific instances okay jokingly to have a nightmare you need to sleep right absolutely yeah <laughs> right so in the initial days entrepreneurs don't sleep they just take rest <laughs> quick naps yeah quick naps so basically the uh, jokes apart i think everything is a nightmare when you start right uh, nightmare in a good way because everything is a everything is a challenge everything is a question and you are set out to find out answers for every question on the way and it's it's very simple because you have to think about almost almost everything like hr finance technology uh, technical infrastructure and all those functions and you have to get it right you have to make sure that you know your company doesn't stumble you don't you know make commit any big mistakes and so on and so forth so every step you have to be very careful uh, if you have kind of a vision uh, as to where you want to get to so uh, in a way everything is a big challenge secondly in terms of uh, nightmares if you it's not a really really a nightmare it's a challenge in my opinion that there are so many things which are unpredictable right so uh, and in the initial days of entrepreneur if almost everything is unpredictable and that is the the biggest struggle because you don't know what's coming next day right mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah. and you are not really prepared for it uh, because you you are not experienced to handle it so you have to learn as you go along as to how to solve that simple particular problem it could be simple it could be complex but you still have to solve it if you have to to progress and you are dependent on so many different uh, you know different entities 
and you cannot really tell them how they would behave uh, and you cannot predict their response so you build your uh, plan based on assumption that they will help and co cooperate and act the way they would and if they don't then that's like going back to the square one and deciding okay now i have this problem what do i do so at that point of time every day actually is very challenging i wouldn't say nat nightmare but it's 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 almost everything i cannot really single out an instance where uh you know i would say that this is a nightmare for i think for every entrepreneur every day every day is a challenge yes yeah there will be a moment which is actually the first moment of relief right whenever you starting your own company uh, there should be some instances where you feel comfortable yeah i have achieved something and now uh, i'm going in the right track something to give yourself back a pat on your back uh, so uh, it, what was the first moment for you the first moment wa moment was my first repeat customer okay right because repeat customer is the recognition that you are doing okay and they want mm. they want your service and they want your uh, you know whatever you have to offer yeah so the first uh, relief is when customer comes back uh, comes back to you and says hey you know we loved your product or we loved your services we want to hire you again and that is oh, like a recognition of uh, your work basically uh, so this first sigh of relief was when i got my first uh, repeat customer i should say that's nice uh, coming to impact due to covid is everywhere and mm -hmm. uh, art media and entertainment had a huge downturn right how do you see the pattern changing now uh, in terms of your customer adoption in your business okay it's a very interesting question and people do ask me this all the time uh, i think part of the entrepreneurship and i'm not boasting myself or uh, it's just a part of the planning purpose i think uh, for any organizations big or small uh, they have to actually think about what can happen in next 5 years including the risk assessments right and i was watching one uh, video uh, where bill gates and warren buffett were answering the students questions and uh, uh, bill gates answering one question said that when i actually started hiring my friends uh, to work for microsoft and when they expected to be paid that is where i started thinking ah, there is something that i need to worry about right <laughs> and so after that uh, he made one policy of having enough funds in the bank to support the payroll for one year okay if something nothing happens then you still have, you still need to continue with this right so we kind of we kind of adopted we had a kind of adopted that policy as to grow gradually and have enough support so that if something like covid happens we don't fall apart right uh, mm -hmm. that was not something that we expected covid was a big sudden worldwide challenge but as a part of the corporate philosophy we had decided and we always tried uh, to have a business continuity process or business continu continuity risk mitigation plan uh, in place so that we know that at you know for one year we can sustain and that actually mm -hmm. helped us through covid number 1 number 2 we always uh, are looking for something that we will do 5 years down the line thinking about the future technology the landscape what can happen what will change and so on and so forth so we when we started our organization we were dealing with the physical cd distributions and so on and so forth by then youtube was like just coming up and nobody really realized that this could be a a, a good option uh, especially the business model was completely different but completely new but we thought that yeah this is the time to get into that market so we started our youtube channels then when it wasn't that popular in india but we started gaining traction uh, slowly and now combined we have about 12 channels and combine all those 12 channel i would say we have about 2 to 2.5 million subscribers uh, oh, uh, for those list. 
yeah so so but you know that got uh, i still remember we actually celebrated our first 1000 subscriber mark by actually bringing in cake and cutting the cake and enjoying that hey you know we got 1000 subscribers you know to our channel yeah that's equally important absolutely because that again you know going back to your question what is that pat on the back so when i got to that mark uh, when i when, when we got our first silver bullet from uh, youtube it's just a plaque right i mean you get to yeah. 100000 mark and then you get that silver bullet plaque so we had this ceremony in the company or in, in in the organization where we actually you know did the video and brought the cake in and so on and so forth now we have about six silver bullets right now and the next oh. silver bullet was yeah okay now now we have it then third was okay the silver bullet has come the fourth was okay we know that silver bullet is coming but so it's a it's a uh, what they call it uh, in the economic term uh, is a law of diminishing returns so something <laughs> that happens for the first time you're so excited and we're still excited i'm not saying that you know we are just kind of we still are very excited when we get uh, the next silver bullet in fact varna we are going to get a silver bullet for one of our channels soon in maybe in a couple of days we are we are going to receive it and that will be our sixth one yeah uh, congratulations thank you thank you, thank you so the moral of the story is uh, these are all uh, the things that we planned thinking about what is going to happen in the future Uh, similarly we mm-hmm. went on to apps so when app technology was not that much I'm, i'm talking about 6 7 years ago when it was still very nascent in india so we started with the apps and distributing our content because most of our content was audio uh, video so started distributing as apps and so on and so forth uh, so when now the ott are coming in so we started our own ott in a small way and now it is growing as the future uh possible uh, technology so we have now we have started building our own ott so that way we uh, we kept on evolving so to say ahead of time with the grace of god and and i think that helped us um, be on track and obviously there is luck factor you know man proposes god disposes uh, we may plan for something but something go can just go haywire at uh, some point of time but god has been very kind kind and we are blessed that uh, we are kind of okay uh, during this uh, challenging time as well yes we had our own set of challenges uh, because we had to change our modus operandi from physical to digital and so on and so forth but that also at even at that point of time my training in software industry uh, came in came to help because then i could manage the distributed team teams over internet and still get the work done uh, because that is what we did in it so uh, the processes were set and and we could um, we could uh, as a team uh, with the grace of god uh, we could we could manage it okay great you are already popular in youtube uh, with quite a lot of channels mm-hmm. and we now we are seeing increased number of audio platforms coming up in india as well right uh, audio listeners are picking up um, you also have a product called ipustak mm-hmm. so from your market experience how do you mm-hmm. see this growth in the area of audiobooks and podcasts in my opinion this is uh, in india audiobooks and podcasts are at the very very nascent stage um we have not even scratched the surface in my opinion uh, as far as as far as indian market is concerned uh, because uh i think there are a lot of things that have to come together for the um, audio industry or the podcast industry to prosper and currently all those conditions are favorable in india and that's why we are even seeing some uh, movement Uh, in terms of audio books or podcasts and so on and so forth so but we have not even as i said we have not even scratched the surface of what the potential is in india uh, so there is a huge uh, huge chal- i mean huge uh, opportunity basically as far as the indian market is concerned in my opinion great yeah, yeah. that's that's true So how do you see uh, the potential of your business in terms of B2B versus B2C um the information which you wish your customer should know uh we are we have been actually uh, driving this both ways uh, since the inception of our company uh, B2B and B2C both 
because in a way we can define that b2b is a service that we provide and b2c is the products that we come out with so say for example a youtube channel is a b2c offering from our company but when we offer our studios as you know we help people with the recordings and we uh, provide our studios on higher type of uh, services then it becomes a b2b because then the other person who is coming to us is actually using it for their uh, ultimate yeah. you know end customers so, so the comb- their business right so basically combination of b2b and b2c has been our uh, main uh, what do you say the modus operandi right from the beginning so it it just continues that way that's great mm-hmm. covid has pushed to do things differently right everyone um, people have changed mm-hmm. as far as individual is concerned and also a business what change that uh, covid has brought in you as an individual and also to your business uh one is i feel that i'm more confident about uh the distributed digital world most of the change has happened in in the segment or the demographics who were either ignorant or they were not ready to adopt technology for example senior citizens for example people who say for example if you go to any shop and they say hey do you have paytm they would say no no paytm only cash right but now you go to even a chai wala and he would say ha ha jpay kar do sir right so true, true. that's shift, a big yeah. yeah so shift to digital technology and overall digital world uh, and digital transactions i think is the biggest uh, i should not say blessing but yeah blessing in a disguise uh, that came out of uh, this pandemic in my opinion number one number two um, people got connected to their the true self um, and and as far as i am concerned uh covid actually made me think about the futility of you know how things can change in a snap and how do i prepare myself to face that at the individual level at the business level at the family level and so on and so forth so uh again it it enforced my belief that you should be planning ahead of time maybe 3 to 5 years down the line as to what can happen what cannot happen what what may go wrong and how do you mitigate yourself against that risk of something going wrong and what the steps you can take at this point of time if something goes wrong again you know you do this risk analysis risk mitigation in it and corporate so just use that in your life and that help that gives you some ideas about how to handle it and that has happened with me uh you you have managed it quite well um how did you manage the funding for your business uh in the initial days like with you you went ahead with the family and friends funding or you approached any investors can you talk about that sure uh initially it was completely bootstrapped as in i had my savings okay. uh and uh, mm-hmm. when i took this decision i did consult my family uh, like my wife and my parents and so on and so forth and we discussed quite a bit about uh, how you know what's my plans are and uh, during my stint in it uh, i was not really a, a quote and quote spender of money so i i'm a, i i was to do a lot of saving and lot of uh, such measures where uh generally speaking when you are in it general tendency is because you get get good amount of money you tend to spend it uh on on different things i somehow did not do that so i had good amount of savings which i used to support my initial Most days and uh, you know thankfully and with the grace of god i have very cooperative and very supportive family so i told them that i will ensure that Uh, the, there will be food on the table um, okay but other than that you have to give me few years to really follow okay. my my heart follow my dreams so uh, how long did you take about 5 years okay that's, yeah. that's a quite yeah. quality time yeah yeah and uh, but somehow i in my family as well um, there is a aversion against the uh, against taking loans or 
um, you know, getting into the financial risk, and which I I do believe also should be one of the considerations because uh, things can go wrong, right? And yeah. anytime, anytime, and especially when you have family and when you are see, if you are like twenty, twenty one, twenty two, that's that's absolutely fine because you are just by on your own and nobody is expecting you to earn. Nobody is really uh, expecting you to contribute into whatever you know. They they just need, want you to be happy and settle down and you know do whatever. No commitment and so on and so forth. But when you are in the middle age, when I started, when I was I was thirty five when I when I took this decision, and I had son uh, to take care of. So uh, it was it 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 had to be a very calculated risk. Uh, and yeah. as i always say entrepreneur never takes decision by himself or should not take decision by himself entrepreneurship mm-hmm. is the family matter it is not an individual matter yeah, so if the ecosystem yeah 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 if the so if the family is not on board with your idea of entrepreneurship you should think twice is what my opinion is and that is my frank advice to any entrepreneur that if you cannot convince your wife about what you are going to do and if you cannot convince your parents of what you are going to do you cannot convince your customers yeah, because wife and the parents are your first customers so if you are so passionate about your, what you are going to offer and if you cannot co- convince them then it's going to be a hard journey for you but if they are convinced and they are supportive then yes it 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 is it can happen and that way it's a family matter it's a family business so i may talk about it in the in your uh, future questions because i'm i'm pretty sure that that question will come what is my advice but at this juncture let me give that advice to the entrepreneurs that um, if you are not if you cannot convince your immediate family members who are you whom you are going to rely on or fall back on to support you when that happens don't start yes yes that's that's very good uh, yeah. uh, information and advice and and on top of it never ever go against mm. their wish and will yeah you can debate you can argue you can have a long discussion you can but until they say okay i you know we at least to a point where they say okay, okay we give you 3 years but you know do whatever you want to show to us uh, you have 3 yeah. years to show whatever you want to show at least get to that point yeah. if not the long term yeah. commitment yeah should be able to convince our near and dear ones absolutely true uh, coming to some of the tips and suggestion areas when it comes to sales and marketing right uh, anyone uh, people can be an entrepreneur and very good at their product and bring out a solution to any customers um, but they there may be a lag in terms of uh, sales and marketing side of it so what is your suggestion like uh, how should an entrepreneur handle the sales and marketing part should they start from day one build a team or uh, give it outsourcing what's your opinion on that uh build one customer at a time hmm. right and gain and, trust yeah. yeah and for two reasons one is that gives you confidence that okay whatever your uh, whatever your products or service is is going to sustain whether it is one customer or 1000 because what is important is making that one customer happy hmm. and one customer believe in you so you may see there are two combinations one is a good product and good marketing okay if you have a good product and good marketing great absolutely fantastic things really go well if you have good product but bad bad marketing you will be known by very few people right if you have a bad yeah. product and a good marketing that's worse right yeah if you have a bad product and a bad marketing that's even i mean i mean that's even let's not even go there right yeah because that's not worth talking about what the biggest risk of ramping up something without you knowing the market and without having few initial happy satisfied customer is the third possibility of you not having really a substantial a product or a service to the off, to offer to the society or to the customers and then you market it big so what would happen is uh, there will be a surge in demand there will be a surge in uh, the need for the resources and so on and so forth but ultimately if you cannot really deliver on your commitment then it will fire back on you but if you make one customer happy and then request him to suggest you or to recommend you or 
to give to get to get his testimonial i think it helps to get 10 more and then you make sure that you serve those 10 customers who are uh, coming through that reference and they you make them happy with your service or a product and then those 100 10 will give bring you 100 those 100 will bring you 1000 and so in that case my customers are my uh, marketing uh, executives mm-hmm. i would say because they then will vouch for me and then they will talk about my product and they will pro- talk about the product from their gut right oh great and yeah. so i think ma- having more and more happy customers more and more happy uh, subscribers is what uh, matters um, most of the time and then it exponentially grows in any in any era uh, all the marketing gurus have always suggested that the best way of marketing in any era is word of mouth right yeah and and the and only thing you can achieve that is when you have happy customers and it is it is a gradual process you can ramp up things but then uh, there's a lot of investment there's a lot of funding involved there's a lot of uh, money at stake a lot of stress and so on and so forth may people always ask me ki why don't why do you take this kind of gradual route i said if i would have uh, if i if i wanted to earn money i would have pro- probably stayed back in it because you know it still is one of the most uh, lucrative careers and i got into it when it was like really booming all the all the ten f- fingers in gold as they say uh but earning money is just the outcome of the happy customer and uh, things uh, you know i generally also believe in philosophy and spirituality and so on and so forth so i believe in this principle that uh the amount of time it takes uh, to build something Uh, is directly proportional to its life sustainability and value right true, true. so you build it step at a time and that's my philosophy you know specifically the work that i do and i'm i don't claim that this is the applicable case with everyone because everything every uh, business model is different the product services offerings are different but at least as far as i am concerned i feel that uh, yeah growing gradu- gradually does not mean that you should grow slow there is a difference between growing gradually and growing slow right <laughs> yeah yeah uh, once i asked a question this question to a big entrepreneur um, that i know uh, hmm. and i asked him that people say that you should dream big but i don't have that capacity to think that i will be you know the biggest company uh, i mean i can think about it i can imagine but i know already that Uh, it's it's a long journey so how do you correlate these two things mm-hmm. he answered me very interestingly and i think that has been my my uh, guiding principle so to say in terms of growth and expansion he said for an ant right for an ant uh, a grasshopper is a big dream right yeah when yeah. you get to the state of grasshopper so it when you are ant try to be grasshopper when you are when you are grasshopper try to be a cat because for grasshopper cat is a big dream when you get to be a cat then think about you want to be a tiger when you become a tiger you think about being a elephant and then when you so this is called as dreaming big at the time or at the place or at the state that you are you cannot be ant and think about becoming a elephant in one go right mm-hmm. and that is what the thinking or thinking big or dreaming big is all about the most of the time okay. what happens is when you become when you become grasshopper from the ant you feel that okay i have achieved something that is great that's also not right yeah need to have all your dream has to be always 10x yeah 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 because you are relating to philosophy what keeps you motivated in your daily life is that related to philosophy uh i think uh, it it has changed over the time initially it was adding value to lives of the customers and um, you know coming out with a better products and better services and you know be be excellent in what i do but over a period of time i realized is i follow what is uh, what is the philosophy of gita you know okay. you do you do your best you do with all your heart 
and with all your passion and with all your concentration and rest everything else uh, leave it to almighty because he is the most powerful one and i have mm-hmm. come to the realization that the only thing that you can do is do sincere effort and that is okay. something that you have to do and keep on doing but yeah all the consequence and and the outcome of that effort is purely based on uh the god's grace in my opinion and i've come to kind of that that conclusion lately and things evolve okay. right so i've i think mm-hmm. i'm evolving as well okay nice now uh, so people going through failures um your mess what's your message to uplift them uh this is a very cliche answer but i think that is very true uh, as to there is no failure there is always learning uh, mm. i always used to think ki people do not talk about see when you are interviewing something somebody uh, people don't talk uh, about their failures people talk about their successes and their milestones and so on and so forth so how an entrepreneur will know how to overcome the failure right um even i i kind of thought that way when i was going through that patch of learning and everything is was kind of a challenge and everything um mm-hmm. but i think what what really makes sense later when you look back is every challenge or every failure was like an an eye opener right as to what went wrong because in my it stint i also was had an opportunity to work as a quality uh, software quality assuring whatever sqa type of a person and so i got trained in the processes uh, okay. and one of the one of the principles in processes is the product is as good as its process right so something fails means some process is wrong and if i don't if i just look at the failure as the product of the process fail or the process flaw i will keep on having that failure but if i get back to the process analysis and find out where the problem was as far as the process is concerned and correct and take measures to patch that then you actually do it for better and if you keep on doing for all the things which are not going right for you i think gradually you will find that things are kind of going smooth and 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 hassle free because it's the process which ultimately works it's not uh, and the people should support the process uh, so the process is the key key ingredient in in expansion and growth in my opinion so for a failure okay. as far as failures failures are concerned um, again if you if you are if you accept that as a failure it's a failure but if you accept this as a learning opportunity is an opportunity so as i said earlier entrepreneur does two things either learn and earn or just learn <laughs> right so failure is a part of that yeah. second learn portion in my opinion Okay. Any specific instances where you learned out of your failure and you corrected? Ah, uh, yes. One is uh, just relying on one uh, plan A, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so when it failed miserably, I had no other plan. So okay. uh, having plan A, and if does if it doesn't happen, what is the plan B? So having okay, plan. So you- always having plan b and mm-hmm. not focusing on plan b because see the minute your mind knows there is plan b your your efforts will go your efforts may go down so okay. it it's a very critical balance as to understand and to realize that on one hand you have plan b but you have to work okay. as if there is no plan b true and that's a very critical mental state that you have to be in uh so i think that is what my take on it it would be okay nice you have also handled this gradual phase of entrepreneurship over a period of 5 years so that you got a quality time to establish your own business so um how do you stay calm during a day of a complete mess sometimes i don't i'll okay. be very frank with you i i do not want to pose yeah, myself as a day Yeah, yeah, very genuine. I I don't because you 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 freak out sometimes. You know, you don't know what to do, right? Yeah. Uh, but then uh, what you do is just you know sit down, 
uh, write down your options i actually write down uh, my okay. options and uh, okay. then decide okay what is the option of the least impact uh then you know sleep on it uh, maybe uh and secondly just i sleep over it I, literally i sleep over it so i just keep it at that uh, that day if i have time obviously and then think about the solution next day S- most of the times i find solutions next day uh, which are more uh, uh adoptable and mm-hmm. which are more appropriate so to say so you do not want to take any decisions in that state of uh, frantic uh, mind but if you don't have time to think and you have to really act fast and if you're if you're frantic about it mm-hmm. in my opinion uh, i think uh, there is one very interesting uh, anecdote or an interesting advice that i got from my boss when i was working in it um, he said rajendra there are always uh, three solutions to a problem uh two are easy but third is the right one and <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and and i think i i i try to follow that because you know generally in any any situation or any given problem you you can think of two which are immediate immediately applicable and you think that they can uh, take care of this issue and so on and so forth but you have and that is a discipline that 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 person that supervisor instilled in me as to for every problem you have yeah, to yeah. have three solutions right uh, and, and follow you, the third one and you follow <laughs> the third one because you have given more time to think from all angles yeah. and this is i mean just the guideline it's not a formula uh, but uh, that that stayed with me yes that stayed with me that if for any problem you have three solutions two are easy to find but third one is the right one most mm-hmm. of the time so you need to get to that third one okay. and give yourself that time um and th- you know this principle works most of the time good one yeah. yeah so for for young people with big ideas what's your suggestion for them how how should they take it forward their their dreams to reality balance their why and how they need to know they need to know why they want they why they want to do it irrespective of money or irrespective of the outcome why they want to do it yeah and once they know the why part then they start figuring out they need to start figure out the how how part but the first first part to figure out is why most of the time okay. first part that entrepreneurs young entrepreneurs or any entrepreneur for that matter uh, tend to figure out or tend to go after is the how part ki how do i bring you know build my business how do i bring into this how do i uh, expand my team how do i get funding everything is how but if you mm-hmm. ask them why are you doing this business and if okay. the the answer is to big to be big to take it to ipo to become a icon to a unicorn or to earn a lot of money or to uh, and that's the advice generally will everybody will give right yeah yeah so sure. uh, simple thing is balance how and why okay nice nice quote yeah i'm moving on to the rapid fire section of this episode absolutely fire away <laughs> <laughs> sure yes the best thing that happened this month to you best thing that happened this month to me uh, i could cook a very nice delicacy at home uh, with uh, you know homemade paneer and homemade uh, uh, homemade masala so i think i enjoying nice. that recipe was the good thing <laughs> Uh, one of the covid impact i believe <laughs> yeah absolutely and in fact i loved cooking all the time i i am a voracious i mean i i love eating and i love cooking so that has been uh, my passion since since i was uh, in school uh, so covid actually helped me uh, enjoy that part of my creative side as well <laughs> yes okay and your favorite leader you follow narendra modi undoubtedly okay. he is he is my inspiration he is my role model i want to be him at least one uh, thousand you know aushaush of what he is doing he is my role model absolutely undoubtedly great uh, your one childhood activity you still like to do that's a very interesting one one childhood activity that i still like to do is to uh, imitate people 
okay okay uh, relating to your arts and media nice yeah but that is when you know i i observe somebody and, and then i come home and i try to imitate that person and you know how he would talk how would he would walk and so on and so forth so in my private time i still do that okay nice yeah. so what does creativity means to you in one sentence it's the rearrangement of known facts in a unknown manner okay interesting and that actually is the definition of creativity okay okay it is the rearrangement of known facts in hmm. unknown manner okay uh, rediscovering great yeah. yeah so so how do you start your day how do i start my day um various answers to this one is basically i plan my day ahead of uh, time uh, so i hmm. know exactly when i'm going to do what uh i try to stick to that timelines um most of the time and uh, you know the usual uh, prayers and then tea and uh, spending some time with family and uh, then overall knowing what the schedule is specifically for me uh, my timings are very flexible depending on the recording schedules and and on so on so so i cannot really have a very specific uh, uh a very rigid time schedule every day uh but that goes in hand with my own tendency of having my own space and doing it my own own pace also so uh so nothing is like you go. yeah yeah absolutely take <laughs> it easy man the life is too precious to take it seriously <laughs> nice yeah. an article or book you recently read which you liked it uh there is a uh collection of poems uh hmm. written by narendra modi ji and he hmm. when he was uh, in his i mean in, in 19 1980s or something when he was moving around like a pracharak uh okay. at that time whatever came to his mind he used to write down uh, in a diary uh, and address okay. to ma jagadamba and you know putting all his thoughts on paper as and all his dilemmas his ideas and all his struggles and so on and so forth and then he used to kind of tear those pages off and and you know burn it in in the fire somehow one diary got saved yeah one diary got saved by somehow some way and then it it is published as a collection uh, it is published as a book right so Uh, i am actually doing the translation of that book currently in marathi and it's it's very inspiring it's very inspiring um, lately that i read also there is there are couple of books by dr uh, m r gunia he he was a scientist in tifr but at the same time very very spiritually inclined and he has written some books on einstein and you know nuclear scientists and sant gyaneshwar and gyaneshwari and so on and so forth. so i as as part of my work i came to uh, i got to read those books very very uh, on upanishads and so on and so forth so those are some of the good reads that i had recently okay that's new information about narendra modi's book it's it's very inspiring it's very inspiring absolutely okay great if you want to go back and change one decision in your startup journey what's that would be if i want to go back and change one decision in my startup journey what would that be ha huh, that's very interesting um i think i'll start early okay i'll start <laughs> Pretty good, early. yeah yeah nice so, yeah. so what's your retirement plan no retirement plan i won't i i'm not going to okay. retire uh, see <laughs> as an as an entrepreneur yeah as an entrepreneur if uh, as there is a saying in in english that if you do work of your liking either you are working 24 hours or you are not working at all hmm. so uh, and that is the current state of mine i mean i'm just enjoying my work so much that, that i I'm, yeah. i'm already either i'm already retired or i would probably never retire so one of one okay. of the two <laughs> you must be having mentors in the field that you are uh, traveling with so how do you make your mentors that they are available to you what's your formula that you are always having reach to them uh, be very genuine and, okay and uh, just you know go with uh, a completely go with the feel of uh, not surrender so to say but and what i'm trying to say is you have to be very genuine and you have to really really approach them 
with the with the with the real uh, formula they don't have they won't have time right so you should mm-hmm. be able to figure out what you want so you have to be very precise of what you want from them and then ask the right questions get the answers and 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 go away they don't you do not want to disturb them just because they are available right so uh, just be very precise in asking what you want from them and then once you get the answer just you know go away and then thank mm-hmm. you and if i need anything i'll come back and then say okay fine come back because they they know that you won't waste their time uh, more than what is needed i think that is what uh, would be my tip wonderful tip yes so coming to the final portion of this episode sure. uh, people who don't know about so uh, sonic octaves and you um, where should they go for uh, where do they find you google rajendra vaishampan they will find everything or they can okay. go to my website uh, www.rajendravv.com uh, so they know everything about me um, and they can go to sonicoctaves.com ipustak.com also but those sites are kind of uh, going through the transformation right now uh, because we are kind of expanding into something something different but yeah if they want to know more about me they can go to my website rajendravv.com I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation with you and it was quite yeah. informative and getting your insights it's it's all great yeah uh, thank you for your time rajendra it's it's honor having you on the show thanks 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 for inviting me and i wish you very well uh, and all the best for your endeavor through this podcast and i appreciate your effort uh, to you know bring this wealth of knowledge from um or wealth of experience from the entrepreneurs and sharing it with the budding entrepreneurs and i I went through that and I know how important it is to hear someone who has been through that journey uh, and you know feeling that okay I'm not the only one facing these issues but most of the entrepreneurs have gone through this it's a very comforting feeling and I think your platform and your effort is helping those entrepreneurs do that so I I really appreciate work your work and I also uh, wish the best to all the audience of this program and whoever is trying to be on the journey of roller coaster journey called entrepreneurship <laughs> that's wonderful uh, it matters a lot hearing it from you yeah thank you thank you so much rajendra thanks a lot ashok okay we are at the end of episode number 5 thank you very much rajendra for coming on and sharing the insights and to our listeners you can find out the episode summary in the description until we catch up soon stay tuned be motivated thank you